I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I am great. How are you? I am full of energy. Oh, yes. And excitement. (laughs) Because you've just returned from a really great trip. I did. I just returned from, well, two and a half days, because thankfully I grabbed a flight early. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I hadn't grabbed a flight early, I may not be home yet um, due to the storms that, that came up the coast. But anyways, because, and folks know we record this usually a week ahead. But I was in Orlando at the um, summer John Maxwell International Certification event. So I just had, I had two and a half plus days of amazing content, amazing people. One interesting thing that I wanted to share with you is I looked across the room one day and I saw... Gloria Burgess and her husband. Now they were the couple that brought it, brought in the Orlando Symphony Orchestra to give us that experience. And remember, we had two podcasts yeah. about uh, grabbing the baton. Mm-hmm. So Gloria and her husband were there, and I got to you know touch base with them again, say hello to them again, and and I shared with them that we talked about it on the podcast. That's awesome. Which was really. They were just, you could just tell, they were pleased with the fact that something they did made a difference. And all I wanted to say to them was, I said, I just wanted you to know that it did have an impact then and still now, and I was able to share it with our listeners. So yeah, it was a great, it was a great few days. Um, so I've got pages and pages of notes, and I think we're, we're going to do one of our episodes coming up when you're just going to say, give me like the highlights or something sure. of it. You know, maybe we can do that next week. We'll do just what are my key takeaways from IMC. But today, so as I always ask, when you saw the title, The Tortoise on the Fence Post, what did you think? <laughs> I mean, I did think of the tortoise and the hare because I feel like the only time I use the word tortoise is really to describe that story. (laughs) Um, but as I, you know, read through your post, I thought it was a really interesting perspective and something that I hadn't thought about before. Yeah. So Dave Ramsey did our teaching on Monday afternoon and I didn't know Dave was going to be there. I, you Mm -hmm. know, we've had, Dave has, was the speaker once at live to lead. He's amazing. Um, you know, I, I did find this out that Dave, Dave was number three. Dave does a radio program, mm-hmm. daily radio program. Um, and, and he's written books on financial peace and, and things like that. Uh, he wrote the book Entree Leadership. But his radio broadcast was number three in terms of ratings behind Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity's show. And he said when Rush passed away that he moved to number two. That's a lot of people listening to three hours of Dave Ramsey every day. And mm-hmm. he's just, he's very good at, at what he does. But he started out this, this, um, this teaching with this post, the fence post in a field with a turtle on top. <laughs> and I'm like, that just, I've never seen a turtle on, and I use tortoise because I talk about tortoise in the hair later. I've never seen a turtle on a fence post before. And if you think about it, um, a turtle can't get on top of a fence post by himself. Right. Somebody has to put the turtle on the fence post. And so Dave Dave kind of shared that, and he said, you know, when that turtle gets up on that fence post, that turtle can see things he's never seen. 
He can experience things he's never experienced. And it's an amazing event for the turtle, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to do some more teachings. And he he did his teaching on his um, momentum theorem. And so any of us that were at the John Maxwell thing know that law number 16 in the uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is the law of Big Mo, which is the law of momentum, which means that when you have momentum on your side, you can accomplish just about anything. So you, when I mentioned that to you and I said, well, let me look up the theorem, you actually looked it up. I did. And you found it before I could open my notes. So what, dis- tell us the theorem, the, the formula for uh, Dave Ramsey's momentum theorem. So I did find that, that there is kind of a graphical display using, you know, a mathematical formula, yep. but the text version reads... Focused intensity over time multiplied by God creates unstoppable momentum. Exactly. And so the the equation is Fi over T, parenthesis G, close parenthesis, Mm -hmm. equals M. Yeah. And so so he talks, so the, the bulk of his talk was on that. And when he talked about focus, and he said, think about, what we're able to do with focus. If we focus light, we can do surgery. We can cut steel with light if it's focused mm-hmm. enough. We can activate all kinds of chemicals and things with light if it's focused enough. And, 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 and it's, it's interesting. He, 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 he said, you know, you've got to focus on one thing. And then he talked about, int- then he defined intensity. Um, well, let me, let me stay on focus for a minute. So he, he shared another experience, and, and I won't share it just for the sake of time. I had shared it with you before we hit record, where he actually asked someone once, you know, um, to give an example of what gets in the way of focus. And this was an example of what gets in the way of focus for um, a wide receiver on a football team. And the guy's answer was this, fear and greed. And what he said was, you're getting ready to catch the ball. And if you're not focused on catching the ball, you all of a sudden think about those linebackers that are coming at you, that are sometimes bigger than you, stronger than you. They may not be faster than you, but they're waiting for you to wrap your hands around the ball. And then they're just about going to break you in half. So he said, fear causes us to drop the ball. We lose focus. He said, the other one is greed. You start thinking about all the things that the accolades, the cheers, the, you know, you can work this into your contract to get a better contract. So you, so he said, focus can be killed by fear and greed. And I think that's, that's so true. It doesn't even have to be football. Think about things that we know we should be doing, but we're afraid to do them. Mm-hmm. And then we have to kind of work through those fears and we've, we've done it in the past. We've done podcasts on, on how to process through our, our fears. And greed can also get in the way when, when maybe we're focused on building an organization or we're focused on building a team and all of a sudden we start focusing too much on the numbers and not enough on the long-term growth of it. That can kill our focus. He talked, so you've got the focus, focus and intensity. So intensity, he, he gave us this definition. He said, you need to show up with so much intensity that it scares people. Now, <laughs> I, kind of, I thought on that 
Marissa, do you think you've ever been so intense on something that it scared people? Uh, I don't know if scared would be the right word. Maybe that it, you know, excites people or gets people's yep. attention. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. So, you know, because I'm, I'm certain you have. And, 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 <laughs> I, don't, and I don't mean and that right. in a bad way. <laughs> because I know that I've approached things with some intensity that have scared people. Mm-hmm. Maybe we won't use the word intense. So if, if I'm an I, I'm probably not going to use the word intensity. I'm going to use the word excitement. Mm-hmm. But I've seen you hone in on a task and hone in on a project and carry a conversation that has, it's laser focused mm-hmm. and it's intense. And it's, it's not bad. It's, if all of us could do that, we would accomplish more. So again, that intensity. So are we really, is there this intensity, this, this commitment? That might be another way to put because intensity yeah. might just, even yeah. the word might scare people. But, you know, focus and commitment not giving up the tenacity to just keep going is clearly going to be what's needed for us to achieve whatever it is. So that focus, the intensity over time, and Dave, as a person of faith, put this in there, multiplied by God. There's going to be some blessing that has to happen for this to really work. But he said it equals unstoppable. And if and we all know it. We know when momentum's on our side. Think of a train going down the tracks. Once it's going, it's hard to stop because mm-hmm. the momentum is there. So that was the great one about the, the theorem on momentum. But then Dave talked a little bit more, and he said, and this is why I switched the name from turtle on the fence post to tortoise on the fence. He said that um, when he was trying to build his business, he decided that he could get it would be good for him to start having lunches with millionaires so he could learn their tips and their tricks how did they become millionaires and he said once he had built a very successful business he says now he said i can pretty much get an interview with anybody i want so he said i've decided that i'm going to start interviewing billionaires and see what they've done or what advice they might have for me so he said he um had scheduled lunch with a with a billionaire, and he said, this man is a billionaire many times over. Um, in his early 70s, very, very nice man, was very, very happy to sit down with him, to have lunch with him. Um, and so after the, the lunch, he said, so is there a book that you would recommend I read? And the guy smiled and says, oh, yes, absolutely. It's, it's a book that I've read many, many times. I continue to go back to many, many times. I read it to my children. I read it to my grandchildren. And now Dave's kind of, you know, like, <laughs> what? And he said, it's the story of the tortoise and the hare. And Dave said he's certain that his expression, you know, showed that he was kind of disappointed. He was thinking there's got to be mm-hmm. some business book that I can read. And guy, no, it's the story of the tortoise and the hare. The hare bounced all over the place running back and forth much faster than the tortoise. But the tortoise achieved the objective because he had a single purpose, a single focus. Mm-hmm. And that's how this, so this man was saying, that's how you become a billionaire. Single focus moving forward. And I thought, wow, that's so cool. 
And then Dave brought us all the way back again to the turtle on the fence post. And I'm like, okay, so is there more here? I understood you talked about a tortoise. You talked about the momentum theorem. (laughs) You talked about, you know, um, you started out with a picture of this poor turtle sitting on top of a fence post in a field. And then Dave said, the turtle could never get on the fence post by himself. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to put him there. And then it clicked. John, you know, Dave is talking to 1,600 John Maxwell teams. And he's, he knows he's preaching to the choir, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it really, it really had me think. It had me thinking about who has done that for me? Who's put me on the fence post? And who can I put up on the fence post? Who can mm-hmm. I lift up to a place where they've never been? They could never go on their own to experience something that they may never, ever get to experience without my help. Right. Right. And that was really profound. So, so have you considered that? Would you share who, of, you know, who has for helped which you? Part? The first part, who has helped me? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I will. Absolutely. So, um, I'm going to say, you know, if I, if I think back and I, I'll, I won't talk about life before my career. I'll, you know, because clearly when, I'm, when I was growing up, I had all kinds of neat experiences like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a boss that I worked for. He was a friend of our, my family. Um, I started working for him in 1987. Um, Uli Armbruster was his name. And Uli, Uli was the COO of, of Volpe at the time. And Uli was the first person to give me an opportunity to leave. And there was no reason why he should have. Um, you know, people that know my background, you know, I don't have an MBA. I, you know, I started out as a tool and die maker. And, and, and I served, yeah, I served my four-year apprenticeship and I went to school, night school and all of those things. I did go take courses at both OCC and, and SU after the fact, but... Uli saw something in me and, and that was worth investing in mm-hmm. and he gave me opportunities. And so when I think about that, giving me that opportunity first as a supervisor, then as a, as a production manager, giving me opportunities to go to Switzerland for training, um, sending my wife over, we had, we didn't have any money to rub together at the time. We had just built a house and had three kids and, and, and the company paid to have her fly over toward the end of my visit. You know, those that was that those are things they didn't need to do, but they did to give me opportunity to grow and to develop. And of course sending my wife was just a, an incredibly kind thing to do. Um so that was probably my first career situation. The second one I I, I would have to say um was it self lock where the family I wasn't in the family. Mm-hmm. Um but yet the family and Don Du as the chairman of the board asked me to run the company. I wasn't good at it at the beginning. There's question as to how good I was midway through too. Um, Cause I, I certainly made some mistakes. So those are kind of people that, that recognize something in me and encouraged it. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of mean by putting on a fence post, giving opportunities to somebody who maybe isn't fully there yet, but can get there. Um, you know, in, in what I do now, John Maxwell allowing me to use his name 
you know, by certifying us to represent him and bringing, he gives us connections to people that we would never get a chance to connect with because they're his connections. And he, so that was the one thing, you know, who can you introduce someone to that they could never meet without you? Um, you know, I, I, I think too, you know, um, Randy, our CEO, gave me the opportunity to come to Macney in the position I'm in. That's mm-hmm. clearly, you know, putting me on a on a, a fence post to to see some things and do some things. You know, could I have gotten there without Macney and without Randy's support? Not nearly as easily, quickly. Right. I would, you know, would have been a lot of work for me to do what I'm doing. Well, Randy gave me the chance to what I. My goal was to do what I'm doing now to start what when I was 61, which would still be a year away. Mm-hmm. So Randy clearly put me on the fence post when I was 54 to let me do it yeah. early. So absolutely. So those are examples, you know, giving opportunities. And I think like being on the other side of that too, like recognizing when you're being offered those opportunities and, yes. and really, I think sometimes we might not see it as, you know, certain things as opportunities or um, maybe recognize, okay, I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm being put up on that fence post. Um, right. but you know, kind of keeping that in the back of your mind can be helpful sure. as you're, you know, moving through, yes. right. I right? mean, like you might not have thought about that when early in your career. Um, I, I didn't, you know, when, 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 when Uli gave me those opportunities, I thought, well, he's finally, he's, you know, he's recognizing something right. in me, but in retrospect, like I had no experience in that. Mm-hmm. But what he saw was the, the maybe some aptitude and a desire. Um, you know, certainly, you know, getting you in the door is one thing. You got to do the job once you get there. Right. I think, too, for, for if I think of my coaching clients. So I have some coaching clients that are, that are owners, CEOs. Um, I have others that are brand new managers. And I, and I think the brand new managers need to realize your company is giving you an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody's a manager and they can work with the same coach that the owner of the company's working with, they need to realize that the company is in vet, the company's putting them on a fence post. Mm-hmm. And and or if or if it's just sending employees to training, wow, what great opportunity! Yeah, I mean, Macney has amazing training programs, and I'm not just saying that because I lead some of them. <laughs> But we have amazing opportunities, and these are companies recognizing employees and giving them opportunities, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the one of the most important things, you know, after being put on a fence post and helped along the way, to pay that forward and help others. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and you know, and I think as I was thinking about this scenario when Dave Ramsey was talking about it, I'm sure there was a room full of people there mm-hmm. saying, wow, who can I help? And because I've been given this opportunity, how mm-hmm. do I take it to other people? And, yeah. and, and it, that's, that's the exciting part. Mm-hmm. But there was another thing that Dave Ramsey said, which was kind of funny. He said, talked about talent. He said, my talent is that I just don't quit. Mm-hmm. But that was interesting. Very tenacious. He had gone bankrupt. Um, he learned all of his financial freedom kind of lessons the hard way. And that's what makes him so authentic. 
So we've got some, We got, all of us have some homework. Who can we help out? Who can we put on a fence yeah. post? And remember, stay focused. Mm-hmm. Stay intense. Work it out. Yes, we're hoping for blessings as well. But if you just keep, think the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. I, I think this. keep going. Don't, don't get distracted. This remind this comes as a and at a good time, right? It's back to school, or well, yes. depending on where you're located here in New York, <laughs> it's true. back to school. Other places, you you've been back for they've been there for a while, a month. Um, but you know, it's just to as we're going through this season change, and potentially yep. if you've got children or if you're in school yourself, you've got that transition. Just remembering to, you know. Focus and stay the course. Yeah. And yep. you will be rewarded. You will be rewarded handsomely over time. Mm-hmm. There is there are no quick get get rich quick schemes. Right. Mm-hmm. None that last. So So maybe next week I'll write something I'll write up some things for my post that are some of my key takeaways. Um one of yeah. them I'm gonna share with you just kind of a teaser is move to the center of the wheel. Okay. How's that? Sounds good. So are you done with the summer bucket list? Um, let's see. So by the time this airs, yes. And we good. have now moved to fall. Um, wow. And, you know, it, it's always seems like each summer gets quicker and quicker, as does each year. Um, yep. But... You know, looking back, we we've, we looked back recently at all the things we did over the summer, and um, it was really nice. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, good for you. And, you know, enjoy it now because when you turn 60, it goes even quicker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> so just just hold on. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page.